Hey, you guys, and welcome back to the third official episode of the Hanks' Podcast. I know things look a little different around here. Our chairs <laughs> arrived in the mail, and my name is Single and Legless Murphy, and this is my co-host, not a day over 21, Karina Hefner. <laughs> Thank you. And today's episode is obviously going to be a little bit different of a vibe. I have a leg propped up on the table, and Karina is going to a nursing home soon. So. Thank you. Now, for those of you who aren't aware, I obviously had ankle surgery about a week ago today. It's been now, I think, officially eight or nine days. Since I, I lost my boyfriend. <laughs> I know the last time we all talked, I was in the process of having never been through anesthesia before. So I thought that would be a fun little way to get us kicked off. And I'm just going to say this and don't judge me for it. And if you're typing out a comment, just fucking delete it because this has nothing to do with you. This is just my friend group, okay? The only people I know in my life that have been put under for something were girls who were getting abortions, okay? Guilty. <laughs> so going into this surgery, I did not know what to expect because from all of the people I reached out to asking. Hey, I had a good time. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The only people I could talk to about it were telling me these horrible stories about I was having a panic attack all the way up until they put me under. I woke up having a panic attack. And so, of course, in my mind, I was thinking, well, I'm pretty anxiety prone. I have a feeling I'm going to have a mental breakdown if everyone else is telling me they freaked out. The surgeries were just a little different, okay? In a way, I was getting my own abortion. No one was getting evicted besides a little bone fracture. <laughs> <laughs> so My frags, and they had to go. My fraggots. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, I had to get my frags aborted. I was scared, okay? I knew I wanted the surgery, and that might be where we differ. Me and the people that told me they had panic attacks was they were filled with some confliction before they went under, but obviously I wasn't getting rid of a baby. I was just getting my ankle fixed, so it wasn't that I was afraid I, I would- I would rather get an abortion than <laughs> a ankle surgery. That, like, I know. scares me. At least you can walk after. I mean, you might be bleeding everywhere, but <laughs> I just wear a diaper, but- <laughs> Actually, the second one, I didn't have to wear a diaper, but thanks. Oh, good. <laughs> we were nice and dry for the car ride home. <laughs> I thought they didn't do it on me. I was scared that I actually got tricked and conned into one of those places that like didn't actually do abortions because I wasn't bleeding that much. Am I going to be one of those bitches who didn't know they were pregnant and I'm going to end up in labor in nine months? Or Well, it makes sense. You literally had a not correct abortion the first time. So I could imagine yeah. you'd be afraid. That's yeah. a whole story, but that's not, this is not in my notes, by the way. We don't have to post any of that. But, yeah. Um, I don't care. Yeah. Everyone so knows I've had them. Do so. you want to talk maybe a little bit about your first ever abortion where you took the pill and you were writhing in pain for 12 hours on your bathroom floor and then you found out you were still pregnant because you had quite the swimmers in you and nothing ever got killed. So you had to go back for the real abortion two <laughs> weeks later. Um. Yeah, sure. So <laughs> I basically had to take like the at home like abortion pills, which mind you, you can only take them until you're up like at 10 weeks and I was nine weeks in six days. So I was like a day away from being 10 weeks. Now for context, you guys, Karina doesn't support abortion. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. Okay, let me Which rephrase. I on the stamp card at this point. <laughs> let me rephrase. Karina specifically, when it came to herself, this wasn't just a very black and white issue. She really didn't want to get one. Both we, times I didn't, but I just knew I should. The guy that was getting her pregnant, who we think it was, <laughs> he 
was the kind of a, he was a dick okay and he was the type um do you want to put stickers on it no to keep I don't it on there? get up can we just it's fine sam i don't want to get up okay well if that falls off i'm gonna never mind okay so the thing is, you guys, is Karina's abortion the first time around. She at first wanted it because the guy she was dating, he was super abusive. He was cheating on her all the time. He was definitely the type to get jealous of his kids and not be a good husband or a good dad. So Husband? <laughs> I mean, like, now who the fuck was talking about marriage? <laughs> not me. Oh, we know that brain, how that works. <laughs> I know. I did want to get married. <laughs> So here's the thing, Thank okay? Thank God we didn't. <laughs> the day Karina drops in the group chat that she is pregnant. Um, okay, of- this was circa 2020, too. 2020, like the beginning of 2020. Right, so this is yeah. years prior, okay? Yeah. This is at least when you were 25. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> You I are Samantha of our group. I know. I was going to say. <laughs> Guys, we've been on a crazy sex in the city binge. Yeah. I Karina love, is... I've, I literally am Samantha. There's a scene where she breaks her ex-boyfriend's window, like shatters it. And when I watched it the entire time, my eye was like twitching. And I was like, I'm really not beating the Samantha allegations <laughs> at all. Yeah, so um, basically, Karina gets pregnant and she... We were talking about the other day. You sent it in our group chat, and I'm sure everybody at first was just immediately like, oh, hell no. Do the not keep that. The only person who was for me keeping it was Kenzie. Who did our sun and moon. Yeah. Who also has a child. So Our I think pro-life friend. Wanted- <laughs> 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 I, think, I think she just wanted a friend for Lennox. She did. She did. But- yeah. God but knows. then everyone was like, well, you can get on welfare and like do things through Wick. And then I was telling my ex-boyfriend that. And my ex-boyfriend was like, do you fucking hear yourself right now? Like <laughs> you're already planning on going on like state help basically. <laughs> and I was like, shut up. Like wasn't even trying to make money. You just no. immediately just assumed you'd be on welfare with food stamps. Well, I was working at Dillard's, babe, making $15 <laughs> an hour. Not to mention your Dillard's employment. You were late all the time and you were talking on the phone on the floor. So. I was getting in Twitter fights on the floor. I would literally tell customers go to that person. When it was definitely <laughs> me who should have helped them. <laughs> I almost got fired once, but I had to have like this really intense sit down with my manager and he almost made me cry, but then was like, I'll give you another chance. And then COVID happened. Then we all got laid off. Oh yeah. I never got fired. I just got laid off. That's how you lost that. Yeah. I thought you got fired, but I was, I was like, we were the only store open still in the mall Mm -hmm. because it's Santan mall. It was the only store that it was like that. And Macy's were the stores that weren't connected Mm -hmm. to the mall. So like the actual Santan Mall was closed. But okay. then, of course, Dillard's Republican ass stayed fucking open. <laughs> and it was annoying because it's like, I'm pregnant and nauseous. I want to go home. Yeah, I love that you were an essential worker for purses and leather I handbags. Know, for, I was like, a coach what? specialist. Like, how but, the yeah. fuck is that? How is that necessary during COVID? And then to make it even worse, I remember one day this bitch came in coughing everywhere. And I was just like, 
at first, obviously, when COVID came around, everyone thought if you got it, you'd die. Right. So I was like, I'm also pregnant, so I could definitely die. Right. Like, Two I'm birds, one stone, but still. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just annoying. Karina found out she's pregnant around which week, Mark? I think maybe I was like six weeks. When I pissed on the test, I de- I like picked it up and didn't even have to wait for like the two minutes for it to tell me it already said. It was like a really dark, dark, <laughs> dark line. Like I was pregnant. Canon event. <laughs> and I took the test at Dillard's. Yeah, yeah. I could even just start my shift <laughs> off. So I went downstairs crying. And I was like, I'm pregnant. I don't know what to do. Oh, God. I yeah. feel like the test, you'd be like, <laughs> I could imagine you being on it. And the first thing it says is, don't even think about it. <laughs> You're not keeping this. But yeah, positive. <laughs> I, but I should have known my boobs were so big. And I remember my ex picked me up one time from work and he drove over a speed bump too fast. And like, obviously, like you kind of jump a little bit. My boobs hurt so bad after he did that. I started sobbing. And I was oh like, why the God. fuck are you driving so fast? Like I freaked out on him. So they get big and sore and tender. Yeah, but it's crazy because, like, I wasn't even that pregnant. The only pair of boobs I ever saw growing up was my mom's. And so when I would start to hang out with girls in high school, like my friends, and Mm -hmm. they would take their shirts off, I would always be so confused because their nipples would always be pretty small. And I'd be like... Mine are small. I'd be like, why are my mom's her whole boob? (laughs) (laughs) Like, what happened? Like, I thought my mom's were normal, which... In hindsight, makes sense. She had four kids, so I'm sure her nipples just get bigger with age and pregnancies. But I just remember feeling bad for her, too, because I was like, damn, all my friends have, like, fucking tinier nipples than me. Like petite nipples. I got my mom's big nips. <laughs> my big-ass areolas. I don't think your nipples are big. They're just not in the right place, but I don't want to keep I've never this noticed. <laughs> yes, you have, because every time you go to pinch me, you miss it. You're never even on the nipple. You'll pinch me like in the middle of my chest. And I'm like, my boobs are over here. You idiot. Okay. I waited a few days to tell them because I knew they were going to be fucking mean to me. It hurt. <laughs> I don't remember. You've got to you've got to tell me because I literally that time in my life You guys immediately started making fun of me. <laughs> like, like it was how? horrible. And Sam back then when he wasn't the greatest friend, he is now, but back then he had a few flaws and he soft launched my pregnancy on his close story on his Snapchat. But his how? Close friend story. What did I say? You were ranting about me and then you went, "Oh yeah, one of my really good friends are pregnant, Karina Hefner." And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, and so whatever. A lot of my friends. Okay, but let's let me just clarify something. Nobody wanted you to get pregnant and then trapped in that terrible relationship. And we all knew how your wheels were turning. And I remember, by the way, you sent it to us. You were the one that were saying you didn't want to keep it. I remember that. I remember it was you. Are you sure? Yes, you were agreeing with us. I remember you were like, no, I know I can't. But I remember there was just something that shifted in the air over the course of a few days where the conversations with you started to kind of go in a different direction. And you weren't outwardly saying you wanted to keep it, but you were starting to give pushback. I'm such and trouble. You? <laughs> I can't. I'm, I'm assuming my first gray hair was during that time in our <laughs> life because watching you unfold before our eyes, this just runaway train, yeah. emphasis on train. <laughs> 
I've never been trained, but thanks. (laughs) I've never even been in a threesome. There was like a point where I was at my ex's apartment for a few days. Like I was staying with him and then his AC was broken. He didn't live in a good area. We both didn't have a lot of money. I think we had just finished having sex and then he fell asleep. And I remember just staring at him while he was sleeping. I was just staring and staring at him. And I was just looking at him with pure hatred. I was just like, I hate you. Like, I can't. That's what made me realize, like, I cannot keep it. Because I was just staring at him. I'm surprised I didn't kill him in his sleep, honestly. Like, I was literally looking at him with pure hatred. And I was like, I don't want to keep this with you. I hate you. And then I asked my dad to come pick me up. And then my dad took me back home. And then that next I'm kind of dead at the fact that your dad had to pick you up because you didn't even have a car at this point. I didn't. <laughs> my car, like, just broke, too. Like, I did have a car, but it broke. And then, because I wasn't taking care of that either. <laughs> like, I was just really irresponsible. And then... Um, Her first newborn. <laughs> I know. And then I remember the next day I called Planned Parenthood and I booked my appointment. And then so. what ended up happening, and this is why I wanted to bring all this up, was because so... The day came, Karina had her appointment. I remember they gave you the pill. They weren't going to have to do the surgical abortion. And my nurse was so nice. She was like, because she could tell I was stressed out about it. She's like, honestly, I've taken them and it's fine. And I was like, okay. And then I went home and I took them begging, begging my boyfriend, begging. Oh my God. I was begging him for so long. Please come to my house after you're off of work. I really need your help. Like, please. Because the only person in my house at the time that knew I was pregnant was just my mom and she was working. Right. And my dad and my brother were home and I was not going to tell my dad I was pregnant. I was texting him and I was like, please come. You don't have to bring anything. Just please just like support me through this. Never showed up. Wasn't responding to my texts. I took the pills. They told, feel that. Yeah. They, <laughs> they told me it was going to feel like I was having contractions. Yeah, definitely does. Because I remember I was like trying to bleed out and I wasn't bleeding that much. So I was just sitting on the toilet. And then when I tried to get up, I the room started spinning and I almost fainted. And then mm-hmm. I just sit back down and then I just laid on my bathroom floor and cried. My best friend Chris actually came with flowers and ice cream and a Sprite and a card. Aww. And was Gays there for, for me. abortion. Yes. <laughs> and he was really supportive and just really there for me. You took the pill. And I remember it was four or five hours of all this pain. And then I remember the next day you told everybody, oh my God, my boobs don't hurt anymore. All my symptoms have gone away. It yeah. worked. And yes, then- you're right. You're right. I think but you I wasn't out bleeding that much. It. I wasn't bleeding that much then. And then I remember you were going out and drinking. When we found out you had the baby still, we were like- The baby? Thanks. Um, <laughs> that's nice. The cells. I swear, I don't remember me drinking. I tried drinking before my abortion when I knew I was going to get one. <laughs> and then it, I was so nauseous, I took a sip and almost threw up. I was trying to drink a margarita. But see, I f- what I remember was because when you found out you were still pregnant, I remember us all being so impressed. Because I remember us being like, holy shit, that baby survived these last two weeks where you were completely going back to normal and you were drinking and you were having fun again. And I just remember that's, <laughs> that's why so that's up. why we were all like, you're still pregnant? No, I will get more into that. So I go to my follow-up appointment. I have this fucking wand up my pussy. First of all, they call me back and the nurse is doing it. And she's like moving it around. And then her eyes just get really big. And she calls a second person in there. So I already <laughs> knew I was like... Please don't tell me that this nightmare is still occurring. Yeah, they had to bring another nurse. And then 
I get up, I, you know, wipe the lube off, and I just see an ultrasound in her hand that clearly still looks like there's something inside of me. And the lady looks at me, she goes, so the abortion pills were a complete fail. That's what she said, a complete fail. We're getting you booked this Saturday for a surgical abortion. It's on us. Like, you don't have to pay anything. And Talk I just, about customer service. Good on them. <laughs> so we're going to refund you. I know, but I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, this is my luck. They're like, and you want to know the gender? <laughs> no. So I had to go get a surgical one. And then I remember there were protesters outside. My ex-boyfriend <laughs> spit on one of them and got into an argument with them because they were telling him he's not a real man for taking me and taking <laughs> <laughs> and they were like fighting he was fighting back with them and he spit on one of them and Dude, was see that's the problem with exes that don't get along with your family <laughs> he doesn't he did not it's so your mom is heading out there with the sign <laughs> yeah so then he ends up picking me up and at Planned Parenthood the one in Tempe that used to be open they closed you have to get picked up in the back way because of the protesters and mm-hmm. so he picked me up immediately was such an asshole to me he had to use my phone because all i wanted all i asked him for was please just take me to white castle that's all i could eat when i was pregnant that's all i want right now it's white castle and it's in scottsdale and i was Mm -hmm. like please just take me to fucking white castle and so we're on the way there and he's going through my phone while he's and i'm trying to sleep mind you because they give you fentanyl when they're doing the abortion you're awake at planned parenthood when they're doing it and so i'm like Still out of it. I'm trying to sleep. He goes through my phone. He's going through my contacts for some reason and sees that I still have this guy, Johnny. Trigger, sorry. He's still this guy, Johnny, that I cheated on him with. (laughs) I have his number saved. And he starts freaking out on me. And I'm just like, can you shut the fuck up and just take me to get the fucking food? And so we go to White Castle. We get in line for five minutes. And he just drives off. We go back to his apartment. He starts punching holes in his door, like screaming at me. And I just look at him. And I just go, I needed you to be a good boyfriend for one fucking day. And you couldn't even do that. And then I just walked out. And as I was walking out, he was still screaming at the top of his lungs. And then I had Callie pick me up, my friend who just got out of prison recently. Free Callie. And she took me to White Castle and then took care of me after. So, yeah, that was my first abortion story. Pretty traumatizing. So that's the story about how Karina got White Castle. Yeah. And then the (laughs) second one... um, Honestly, it was like a walk in the fucking park. It was so easy. My ex actually waited the whole time in the waiting room because he told me that a lot of the guys that brought their girlfriends there, they were leaving, but he waited the whole... That's the one thing that I could say that he would do for me. He would be there for me in like really serious situations like that, which is annoying, but... Right. Get you a guy that'll wait with you in the waiting room while you get an abortion. Yeah. So, and then he took me to White Castle that time and we had a good night. So (laughs) Date night. And then we broke up. (laughs) like a month after (laughs) so (laughs) yeah that was our big finale i guess (laughs) well here's hoping this third one sticks (laughs) i'm not pregnant i know she's not but what we're hoping for is that you do one day and we keep it and we have a little karina and i hope so yeah maybe i don't know being being tied to someone like that really scares me. No, I completely, so, I've, I've said it a thousand times. I'll say it again. If I could have, I probably would be pregnant right now with my ex-boyfriend's child. So, or he'd be pregnant with mine. <laughs> he would have aborted it. <laughs> I would have kept mine. <laughs> I know you would have. Come back to me. 
Oh, wait, we're forgetting a huge part. Sam's mom was making me feel bad about the abortion the first time, too. And she had a talk with me on the phone. It was like, Sam's gay. He's not a woman. He doesn't get it. Don't let him make your decisions for you. Like, just saying shit like that to me. Look, I am genuinely saying, and I'll say it again, I... Genuinely, I think when I was younger, before I had been in my own relationship, I don't think I had enough empathy for you in that situation. I don't think that I fully understood how complicated that would feel. Obviously, now that I've been through my own, I definitely could see where you get very caught up in the whirlwind of it and you definitely see a future with this person, albeit not a great one, but you just think in your brain like, well, I've wanted a baby my whole life and this is an opportunity to have one and it's for free. I Well, the first one, I thought that. But then the second one, as soon as, once again, peed on the test, didn't even have to wait, it said pregnant. I really didn't think I was pregnant this last time. I was like, there's no fucking way. And then I peed on it. And I remember you, our ex-friend, you and our ex-friend were in the room, in Mm -hmm. my room waiting for me. And I just came back to the room with tears. And I was like, I'm pregnant again. (laughs) I know. I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) I know. And it sucked for Sam because, like, we had just started our podcast a few yeah. weeks prior and then you got knocked up. I know. Yeah. And I just remember like I just was crying. So I was like, I know I can't keep this. Like I know my future is not with my ex-boyfriend. I'm literally a nightmare to deal with when I'm pregnant. I don't like to move. I like to just stay in bed. I fall asleep easily. Sam would always get annoyed. Here's like <laughs> a baseline level of a normal person. Okay. It's like sitting around here. All right. This is like highs and lows of someone's day. Karina already sits a little bit underneath that, just on a on a good day, she's still pretty lazy. Um, so imagining that and then times that by two, and that was Greena. So she was essentially comatose for six to eight weeks. Yeah. And it was it was pretty hard, you know? I'm surprised I would actually do my makeup and get ready and film still. I know. I mean, that is why, you guys, she... You know, she had a yawning problem last season and people noticed and she doesn't yawn now because she's not pregnant. And well, yeah, I'm not pregnant. There's no way I would be. (laughs) Why am I in this mood where I keep putting that out there? (laughs) Well, I'm not. It's not like anyone's coming inside of me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) No. No one's coming inside of me. She's actually she is on birth control now, though. Yeah, I have an you know, IUD. She was a little bit of the liberal stereotype. She was definitely using them as birth control. <laughs> I didn't want to gain weight, okay? That was like my biggest nightmare was gaining weight. That's why I would have, I would go to my OBGYN and they would fucking corner me. You're not using protection with your boyfriend. You're not trying to get pregnant and you've already had an abortion. Why are you not getting on birth control? And I didn't want to tell them I had an eating disorder because I had, th- I have this fear if I say that I'll get sent away somewhere. So I'm like, I'm not being honest. Like, I just don't want to be on it. And then they fucking pressured me to do it this last portion. They put the IUD in after they took everything out. So I have took the Kylina. Everything out. I have the Kylina ID now. I've had it since Feb- January, February. I don't even remember. And hey, I've gotten skinnier. So. Yeah, I just wanted to point out to her, and I did several times that, you know, the irony of her being afraid to gain weight on birth control while potentially gaining lots of weight getting pregnant. I know. How fun, though, would it be? <laughs> Shut up. To be able to just eat whatever the fuck no, you want. No, you can't. You can't, and I wouldn't. I still wouldn't. I'm still going to be dieting. <laughs> Sue me. <laughs> I'm 
my God. Dieting? What do you mean dieting? I'm not eating bad when I'm pregnant. You don't have to eat bad. What do you mean dieting? Like you're going to starve while you're pregnant? I'm not going to starve. I'm just going to eat a lot of vegetables, drink detox drinks if that's available. Detox <laughs> drinks? Oh my God. I drink detox smoothies. De what are you detoxing? The clump? You're going to kill it. Okay, well, good thing I literally don't want kids until I'm 30, so yeah. don't quote me in five years. Anyways, <laughs> let's talk about your surgery, babe. I had my ankle surgery. Now, some people I worked with at Starbucks were spreading a rumor that it was for pretend, and it wasn't. So I will insert pictures here to clear my name. So I'm in the pre-op room and everybody was joking around that I was going to be transitioning when I woke up because... When I was three, I've been put under one time in my life, okay? And I had tonsillitis, and they took my tonsils <laughs> out. And this is my first coming out story. I was three years old, and I guess I woke up from anesthesia, and the first thing I asked my mom was to buy me a Barbie. And That's I so got in an argument with I her. I wish I was your mom. <laughs> I do too, because I would have gotten the Barbie. So, first of all. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I, know. I digress. So... I wasn't even like super flamboyant either. I would take them and rip their heads off. Like I was still being like kind of a bruh about it. I just, <laughs> I liked hair. I love hair. I've always loved hair. I know. You're That's always like trying to bite mine. When you would drink, you would like bite my hair. Do you remember? I know. I would my love My arm and hair. my hair. You have like the type of hair that's like that guy, like Jonathan from um, that one gay show. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't either. <clears throat> I'll find a picture. I'll okay. put it in post. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> So I was afraid to be put under. I was definitely very anxious going into it because obviously I don't remember what it was like when I was three. So I'm in the pre-op room and they've had me stripped to my undies and I'm in my gown. And I guess I, I was just so hungry because it had been almost 14 hours since I had had a sip of water or anything to eat. I'm laying there and she puts the IV in my hand and I swore she was pushing something into me. So when I saw her thinking she was pushing something in, like I thought they were putting me under already before they had told me or yeah. given me a heads up. <clears throat> so I got super lightheaded really fast and I started screaming. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And she was like, we haven't, we, <laughs> we didn't do anything yet. And yeah. I was like, uh, cancel my surgery, cancel my surgery. I can't go through with this. I can't go through with this. And my mom, who is also very anxiety-ridden, yeah. locks eyes with me. And instead of being like, it's okay, she starts freaking out. And she's like, oh, my God. Mind you, she was a nurse. <laughs> so it's like, what? She was like, should we cancel it? Should we cancel it? And I'm like, I don't know. Can't we? And then they were like, we're going to give you some Valium. Here's my issue with the Valium, okay? I had a therapist appointment yesterday. <laughs> and... My therapist and I were talking about this because everybody knew going into this that I am a drug addict and I cannot be given things that are addictive. So in yeah. that moment, what I wish would have happened is I wish the nurse and my mom collectively could have just explained to me, it's perfectly fine that you're having a panic attack. You've never gone through this before since you were a little kid. You're going to be okay. You're not going to know what you're being put under. It's a very quick procedure. You're fine. Nothing's going on. If if you genuinely were having something happen that was bad, we would like not go through with it. They could have checked my vitals or something, you know what I mean? Or just told me like, you're just really hungry. That's why you're lightheaded. Mm -hmm. 
because usually too with my panic attacks, I don't get lightheaded. So when she said, you're just having a panic attack, I was like, bitch, you're fucking lying to me because I've never had this symptom before. Yeah. I digress. They put the Valium in my IV and of fucking course, it's the best feeling I've ever had in quite a long time. And I- That's how I fought with the fentanyl in my IV. I basically got drugged and kidnapped and I was like, I don't give a fuck. I was (laughs) so happy in that moment. Yeah. And then of course, because I'm a drug addict, my mind immediately goes to, I wish I felt like this all the fucking time. Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. I could feel this calm. Like, I have no worries at all in that moment. I was like, you could literally stick a dildo in my ass right now and I wouldn't question it. Like, I am so on cloud nine. And so, yeah, by the time they wheeled me back into the room, I was so valiumed out that I literally didn't give a single shit what was going on. And they they didn't even put the oxygen mask on me. They just like, like laid it on my face. Merp. They did, literally. <laughs> like it was like sitting like halfway on me and they were like, just breathing it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I don't remember, they didn't have me count down. They didn't tell me like three, two, one. They literally, I just got put under. I don't remember. Yeah. Which I kind of wish I knew because I think it was the countdown that was freaking me out. I think the perpetual idea, because I just have a thing with sleep. I get freaked out. By the concept of sleep, I think it's a weird phenomenon. I love sleep. I love waking up from sleep, but falling asleep is such a weird thing to me because I'm just like, what do you mean we just don't know? Like, yeah. what do you mean you're just laying there and the one minute you wake up? Like, that's so fucking weird. And and obviously for me too, I have constant nightmares. So it's not really do just- you? I have nightmares so often, I just don't talk about them because they're so- my brain is a terrorist, okay? <laughs> I It pulls things out of its leather bag that I don't even know I'm thinking about until I'm having the I worst dream I kind of had ever. a nightmare the other day when I, woke, when I took a nap. But. They're just so specific. Mm-hmm. The point is, so obviously I woke up from anesthesia. I was back in the pre-op room. I really didn't know what the fuck was going on. The anesthesia did not agree with me at all, but I did end up getting prescribed tramadol, which I did want to touch on this briefly because obviously the podcast is called Hanxious and I am a drug addict who's in recovery. So I feel like it only is fitting to talk about. So I had asked my surgeon to give me something non-addictive. Like my biggest requirement for him was I said, I used to abuse pain pills. I used to snort them. I used to steal them from everyone I knew. I cannot be given anything addictive. And it has been almost six or seven years since I had taken a hydrocodone. So it'd been a long time since I tried one. I'm surprised you I never would get high off of them. You would give them to me too. I'd get high off of oxys and hydros. I had an oxy problem, but I never got high off of hydros. So this is the thing, okay? And this is what leads me into but it my might point. Be, I have a tolerance. So that's probably why I wasn't getting high off of them. My surgeon tried to tell me that I was in a different headspace in life and that tramadol doesn't really even do anything to anyone. It doesn't. So I'm surprised, but... And, oh, you're going to be fine. You're literally not going to feel I've stolen anything. my mom's tramadol before, and I've tried abusing them, you could say. And I remember taking them being like, this is fucking stupid. Like, I <laughs> literally got nothing out of this. I don't know what the hell was going on. My surgeon yeah. was even afraid to give them to me because... From what it looked like, I think he thought they weren't going to work. So he was genuinely like hesitant to give me those. Yeah. But hi, (laughs) my name's Sam. I am six months sober and uh, trust me, if there is a will, there's a way. And by golly, gee, 
I got so fucking high off of those. Every single fucking person in my life tried to tell me that I would not feel them and that I wouldn't get high. And so after the last five days of me taking them, I have come to the conclusion that everybody in my life is a potential heroin addict because <laughs> tramadol for me was getting me high. Trammies are crazy, okay? <laughs> I'm just saying, if you ever are an addict- They're not. Stop, because I'm telling I you to they are. with you on this right now because I literally didn't feel anything from them. Do you even feel pain relief? No, it was like I took a fucking ibuprofen. I took ibuprofen, Motrin, and the tramadol in combination, and that worked like a charm. So, and then a little bit extra of a charm. And I felt very high in bed for days. And I don't know how. The first day or two, I didn't feel high. Obviously, I was in pain, so it really didn't feel like anything noticeable. I will say by day three, I was starting to feel a little bit drug addict-y about them. And also, I wanted to add as well that my therapist reassured me multiple times, as long as you have a very strong support system, you're going to be okay. You're not going to relapse or anything. Well, my support system in question, after fucking six hours, she was not coming up to my room to give me the meds. So I called her and I was like, you need to give me the Who bottle. Are you talking to? My fucking mom. She was supposed to be holding on to these meds so I couldn't have them and get addicted to them. So the idea was she's supposed to dispense them to me. Yeah. But literally six hours in, she just gave me the bottle. So they were all mine again. And then I was like, That's yep. so Denise Cody. <laughs> I know. Yeah. She's such an enabler. I know. She is. She can't help I it. I love her. She's in her jeans. <laughs> And I'm a smooth talker, okay? I'm manipulative. I know how to get yeah, what I want. And it's are. it's not a great quality. That makes the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> so long story short, okay, probably around day four, I had noticed that I had completely relapsed back into my addiction tendencies. Mm -hmm. People were asking to come visit me. And my first thought would be, oh, I better take a tramadol first just to feel kind of high. I wasn't even thinking about alcohol at all. I was actually, if anything, I was like, I'm going to be getting drunk next week. I, I'm going back on my word. I don't need to be sober right now, whatever. It's just wild because addiction really does take over your brain like a demon. And especially when you're on something, it's really hard to not. None of us would condone that though. But see, it's like not up to any of you. I would even invite you out if you were having those feelings. And if you did come out and you started drinking, I would probably, I don't know what I would do. I would do something malicious to where like you would have to leave. Bullshit. Yes, I would. You know yes, damn would. well yes, you would. would end up giving in and getting drunk with me. No, That's I not wouldn't. your fault. Yes, it would be. And I would have to live with that guilt for the rest of my life. And I don't want to deal with the guilt. Seriously? You're really not going to drink with me? <laughs> yeah. And I'd be like, no, I'm actually leaving. And I would just go to a different bar and turn off my location so you can find me. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but like. Spade to spade, if I were to relapse, who are you to tell me I can't? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Your best friend. <laughs> like, go fuck who yourself. Who wants you to be sober? No. Oh, it's only, all the fun's only for Karina now. <laughs> Point is, what ended up happening was I was on FaceTime with Karina, and she was talking about pain medications and all the different types she abused. And it scared me, okay? <laughs> Hearing you talk about your oxy phase just freaked me out. <laughs> okay. Any more else? Yeah, I very manically hopped on my knee scooter and I went to the bathroom and I flushed all my pain. And medication. then I was like, wait, why'd you flush them? <laughs> <laughs> you need those. I'm like, okay, well, you wouldn't get it, first of all. And then, and then the friend we were on FaceTime with, she was like, damn, you're no fun. <laughs> 
like, bitch, shut up. <laughs> so yes, okay, I, I fell off the wagon for a couple days, but I got myself back on it. And now that it's been four days since I was on them, I definitely feel more like myself again. And Good. I am way, Good. way more back on track. And I'm no longer having the... The cravings and the thoughts. It's just crazy. Like when you get put on something like that, it's like your dopamine just spikes up. I was Googling the weirdest shit. I was literally laying in bed like how to stay high 24-7. What psych meds can I get prescribed to make me feel this good? How to get euphoria naturally. Like just all of the things that like come with feeling high, I was like obsessing about. I just wanted to feel it all the time, which is literally the problem with addiction. So I get that. Trust me. As a sober person... I would definitely caution anybody who is also trying to be sober that if you do have to go through a surgery, I wish what I had done is listened to my therapist and tried as humanly possible to not take the pain meds only because it is a very slippery slope. And although obviously I was able to get back off of them and I'm back feeling like myself, that was a really hard five or six days. I was stuck in bed. I can't move around. Usually if I'm having a craving, I can walk around and I'm a, I'm a big pacer. I need to walk things out when I'm feeling a certain type of way. Yeah, you are. So just being stuck in the bed and you can only watch so many sex in the city reruns before you're like, where is the heroin? Am I right? (laughs) Am I right? So (laughs) you're crazy, but yeah. So now that I've gotten through that, I definitely feel a lot better. I'm I'm back in my, my ways. And I just want to say that I think if I ever personally go through a surgery again, I'm going to be way more cautious and I'll probably try as hard as I can to just stick to ibuprofen and Motrin. And even when we get our matching BBLs, even when we get our matching BBLs, I will. The Hefner twins. (laughs) (laughs) The Pukemont sisters. (laughs) With all that being said, I wanted to kind of just transition this topic now into talking about Another part of my recovery, which has been obviously, as you guys know, my ex-boyfriend and I are not in a relationship and we haven't been for almost two months now. And just like when you got your abortion, my ex-boyfriend, I thought would be visiting me a little bit once in a while, you know, help a brother out. And if I need a little hand here and there to just get my mind off. I mean, he did live here. Like he's more than welcome in your house. I know. I know. But he's refusing. And honestly, good for him. I guess he's got boundaries, but I don't. So (laughs) the reason I wrote this down though, is because we had some people write in and they had some things they wanted to talk about. So this first girl who wrote us in, she actually said, Hey, Merp and Kareen. So my problem I'm having is I feel like I masturbate too much. What should I do? (laughs) And I read that and I was like, that's so weird because I have been masturbating. We're chronic masturbators. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it because it's a little embarrassing and inappropriate, but I, do I think haven't it's... masturbated in a while. Okay. So speak for yourself because I'm going to be 100% honest right now. All I've been doing for the past week is masturbating. I mean, that's fair. I don't even remember the last time I did. I just haven't. I literally wrote down in my notes, how much masturbation is too much? Should you be having sex? When I was pregnant and just, but and if you know, if you've ever been pregnant, like you are so horny. I was masturbating probably like four to five times a day. Yeah. I am yeah. rubbing myself raw. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I had to make a, a pact with myself today mm-hmm. that I could only do it once and then I had to stop. 
And so I really wanted to yesterday, but I ended up falling asleep. I just feel like it's unhealthy. And I feel like I got rid of the pain pills and I replaced them with jerking off. (laughs) I don't say all that. You catch my drift. (laughs) So I. Hey, we all have to beat our meat every once in a while. (laughs) It's okay. I know, but I feel like I'm an addict. Like, I can't stop. It's literally all I I do. I definitely went through an addict phase with it. I'll look at nudes people have sent me, or I'll, like, hit somebody up and get nudes sent to me. And then it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, exciting. A new person just sent me nudes. And then it's either that or I'm watching porn. So, in a way, I think I am addicted to porn. How do you feel about Twitter porn? Do you think it's better than, like, Pornhub? So, I'm following quite a few. Do you go on X videos? I'm following quite a few porn accounts. And I honestly okay. should just make a separate account to do that on. And I don't know why I'm doing it on my public <laughs> one. And someone I mutuals with tweeted a month ago and they were like, you guys know we can see how the porn account you follow. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, shut up. But I I have them all muted. So they're not just bombarding my timeline. Yeah. I have a few sex workers muted too, but it's not because I don't care if it's on my timeline. It's more like the things they're retweeting are a spade's a spade. Some of it's really disturbing. It's just not good <laughs> nudes. Like, it's crazy because when I did do OnlyFans and, like, I would be in, like, retweet groups, there were girls that would send their nudes in the thing and be like, retweet this. And I would look at it and be like, you really posted that? Like, you, it looks like you just literally, like, no effort, basically. Yeah, I just I feel like. I take to my nudes. I really go all out mine but i remember there was a period of time where i was getting bombarded with vagina pictures on because my, of me because of you yeah because i was in retweet group no shame i was in my fucking bag back then but yeah it's just you know literally no one consented <laughs> i know so i <laughs> felt bad i know i felt bad okay the point is is that i'm really pent up and i wish my ex-boyfriend if you're watching this <laughs> just come have sex with me so I can get it out of my system, you need okay? need sex with someone else. Dude, I've been having withdrawals. Like Tovlo said, want to get over, get under. I can't so. get under, you bitch. I have no leg, okay? He's the only person I feel comfortable with right now. What am I going to do, I show up? I've been getting new dick and I completely forgot about my ex, so. You're at, you have two legs, Karina. You have two fucking legs. I, I don't have a leg. Like, shut up. All right, so this person said, hey, Merp and Karine, Big fan of anxious. And Thanks. Yeah, thank you. And I'm in need of some <laughs> advice that I hope you can help me with. Your advice column, Merp and Kareen's most incredible advice, and it's all for free, <laughs> is like my beacon of wisdom. So here it goes. I'm a 23-year-old guy, fresh out of a pretty toxic relationship a few months ago. Recently, I've been chatting with someone new, and they're just okay, incredible. No, 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 Smart, funny, and all around awesome. It's <laughs> been a breath of fresh air after Shut the mess up. I went through with my ex. Now, here's where it gets a bit complicated. <laughs> I found out that this amazing person is still talking to other people. Uh, We haven't exactly had the exclusivity conversation yet, so I get it, but it's messing with my head. I really like them, and the idea of them connecting with someone else has me feeling a bit anxious. I'm torn. Should I keep things going and see where it leads, or is this a red flag that I shouldn't ignore? I'm afraid of getting hurt again, and I'm not sure if I'm ready to dive back into something uncertain. 
What's the best way to handle the situation without scaring them off or making things awkward? Your advice means the world to me. Lost in love. <laughs> wow, that was, I loved that. Good for you guys. Keep sending them in. You guys are amazing. So, <laughs> thank you, Cleve. <laughs> I'm just going to say, first of all, kudos for reaching out. It takes a lot of courage to open up about matters I'm of the so heart. I'm so mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> now, on to your situation. I just think the key here is definitely communication. And I think that sending them a text, kind of <laughs> just laying it out for them, like, hey, look, I, yeah. I know you're still on dating apps. And I... <laughs> Okay. I don't know. I just think there's nothing that can go wrong from sending a nice little text. It doesn't have to be, you know, in their face. I and... think don't say anything. No. And my. just see where it goes. It is a red flag, but. <laughs> and that person's probably mad at the person that's on the dating app. So I think. <laughs> I don't necessarily think it has to be a red flag. I definitely think it's a little bit of a gut punch to feel like they're still searching for somebody else after mm -hmm. you've started talking to them. Mm -hmm. But obviously some people just work like that, you know, but you're just kind of a very, without meaning to be, you're, you know, you're a monogamous person and you, you kind of latch onto one person and that, that's who takes up the space in your brain. Why are you posing? <laughs> you're like, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um I just I don't know. I'm sure that hurts. So. <laughs> oh my god, that's all you're gonna say. Okay, why does it hurt? Just say it. Why does it hurt? Why does that hurt to know because that that person would be talking to other people? Because there's competition, okay? And some people don't do well with competition. It drives them crazy. Yeah, she's not athletic, but she is competitive. <laughs> I don't think you should say anything. I think you should wait to say anything. Okay, so how long do you think, from the time you start talking to somebody, would it make sense that you ask them to stop talking to other people? I don't think anyone should come to me for relationship advice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, let's do two different spectrums, okay? The craziest version of you... And that's just a hypothetical. You're completely normal. Okay. What would crazy Karina do? And then what would... I would... If I was being crazy in that situation, I would cuss them out and be like, what do you want out of this? Ooh, you tell them. <laughs> and then if I didn't get the right answer, I would probably spiral. So, oh but that's kind of like... Toxic relationship, Karina. Now I'm like normal, I'm playing the field a bit, and I just wouldn't say anything. Okay, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, my problem with that is because I think Lost in Love, you are the one who wrote in. Mm -hmm. um, I just think that waiting to say something just creates the festering of emotions. And you might um, become a little bit like a tea kettle and... I would say it in, like, not a weird way. Okay, like, what's a good way to say it? Um, I got sent two different screenshots of you on two different dating platforms and... That's not what they wrote it. <laughs> just kidding. Oh. I'm just kidding. It was an example. <laughs> um, but... Okay, that's... 
stop it. No, I would be like, I know we didn't say we were together or I don't know what I would say. You're the writer. I think I would let the person know, hey, I, I, it has come to my attention that you're still talking to other people. And I just wanted to let you know that what I'm looking for is a relationship. Not right now, of course. We're just still getting to know each other. But of course, I just kind of wanted to establish with you that down the line, that is my intentions. And I just hope that this is not going to turn into a weird six-month-long situationship where you're talking to other people. As yeah. we know... Karina does not handle cheating very well, so. <laughs> I don't at all. So there's I, any for flags. Fucking, for Christ's sake, I went to fucking jail over it. Like, I don't handle it well at all. Okay, but you know what your problem is, all right? You're looking for a guy who's going to treat you well and be completely exclusive, but then you're also looking in a pile of men that are the most sexually experienced people on the planet. Okay, I'm sexually experienced. I know. I, I got you know what that's a good point. You don't cheat and you're a sexually experienced. I don't cheat. <laughs> I'm trying to put a good word in for you. I, I don't cheat unless I'm provoked. And you oh, cheat on me first. God. I may have a really wild past of cheating once I'm provoked and someone cheats on me first, but I know after what I had just gone through for the past four years with my ex, if I was dating someone and they cheated on me, no one could get me out of character like how he could. Like, I'm sorry, but I'm not dealing with it. And I would just break up with them. You're giving kind of politician answers right now. <laughs> I'm like, did you answer the question? I can't remember now. Um, <laughs> like Karina Hefner, 2024. <laughs> if I was in that situation, it would just be kind of annoying because it I have... would be annoying. You're right. It is annoying. Okay, if we start talking, it makes sense you're still looking. But once yeah. you've, you know done the dirty and you've done it a few times now it would only make sense the natural progression is that you lose interest in talking to other people but the other thing i wanted to bring up which has to do with me so all the heat's back off of you is <laughs> thanks so much thank you hope we answered your question anyway um so i do think the frustrating part of this and this is why i wanted to bring all this up is because so I have been struggling all week, obviously, with the chronic masturbating, but also on top of that, it's the the use of dating apps drives me insane. I, honestly, I've only met one person ever off of a dating app, and we were already mutuals on Instagram, and we ended up, like, hanging out a few times, and we slept together, obviously, but... It didn't work out. He ended up being really mean to me after. A few months after we stopped seeing each other, he's like, hey, what are you doing? And I was like, nothing. And he was like, do you want to come over? And I was like, well, I'm on my period. Do you care? And he was like, sends me a really crazy paragraph and goes, well, honestly, I don't know how you just how you feel about just giving head, but you give really good head. And I literally thumbs up the text, turn on my reds just for him, and then never <laughs> spoke to him again. Because I was like, who the fuck do you think I am to just suck your dick and not get anything? Yeah, finance literally, are crazy. I, he was an engineer, <laughs> oh. but fuck him, literally. And if you're watching this, fuck you. Yeah, you probably are, jerking off to her lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to add, the only reason I've ever gone on dating apps, honestly, was just to get validation i just like seeing who likes me i'm actually genuinely trying to use it in a normal way where yeah. i'm just trying to meet people and i'm really not trying to use them just to hook up with people i really mm -hmm. am trying to like find people to talk to and potentially date but it's just annoying and that's why i wanted to bring up what you were saying earlier about 
you know, how that person's in that situation with that guy who's still on dating apps. I thought the it was a guy who wrote in, babe. It was a guy, but you know, um, anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. why I feel bad is because I am the type of person that I want to rip my hair out, pull all of my teeth mm-hmm. to have to respond to somebody Sometimes on Tinder. Have, yeah. That's why it's surprising to me to hear that, you know, people that find someone they really get along with and want to talk to would still be on a dating app. Because in my opinion, I am fighting for my life every day to delete those fucking apps. I don't want to be on that. For me personally, if you're going to be talking to other people, then I would rather just not. So, (laughs) because I'm not putting myself through that again. Yeah, hell If I have to be in one more competition with other bitches that I would not even look twice at in public, I will lose my mind. I know, and it's because so, it's never about how they even look. I know. And they always find people. Yeah, my my next thing I wrote was, I wrote, you know, like, you know, when he isn't ready to commit, but he still wants to fuck. Like, what do you do in that situation? Well, I like to fuck. So <laughs> If it's somebody that's just hot, but you just know you're not going to get along with them yeah, in a relationship. Yeah, because I've, like, that was basically me ever since I broke up with my most recent ex. I've only had sex, not even a handful of people since then. All of them, besides one, <laughs> I didn't care for really. Who's the person you care about? <laughs> a guy I'm talking to. <laughs> okay, okay. This next one says, thoughts on dating musicians. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's going to block me. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> annoying <laughs> so this last one i i'm i wish i saw this sooner because i could have wrapped that up sooner but yeah good luck to you if you're talking to someone that you know talks to a bunch of other people that's gonna suck balls but you yeah know. don't don't hate the player hate the game just move on cut your losses this last one i wrote was feeling abandoned after a breakup why does my ex-boyfriend not seem to care about me anymore <laughs> i mean we both relate as fuck <sighs> um but my ex-boyfriend plays games my ex-boyfriend so, sends me TikToks and will occasionally text me back, but also has no intention or wants to come visit me while I am crippled. I would rather be alone, curled up in a ball in my bed than be hanging out with somebody right now. I would rather lay there missing him than be I like distracting and, myself. I think it's because I'm having a really hard time with letting go. It just is pissing me off. It's filling me with all this regret because I'm like, why did you kick him out to do your stupid that's how, podcast? That's how I felt. That? That's how I felt about Noah was I regretted breaking up with him. But then obviously my heart is thinking, why did you break up with him? Like you could have still been with him. But then my brain is like, bitch, you broke up with him because you caught him cheating on you for the millionth time. You can walk away from this relationship and be like, that is the things that we would fight about and the things I did not like about him. I don't want in my next relationship. And you can have higher standards for yourself. Yeah, but what if we can make it work? You can't. Trust me, I tried. It's not fair. It's just a lesson that you had to learn and you had to go through. That was your first relationship too. It'll be okay. Things will get better. You just have to, it comes with time. Everyone goes through breakups. You just have to not romanticize it. And I'm not saying you have to distract yourself and immediately be with another person because honestly, that never works out either. The only thing I'm going to say, I'm going to be 100% transparent. The only thing that has made me feel any better these last two days was me laying in my bed telling myself, you can get back with him someday. <laughs> that was the only time I felt relieved. I was telling myself that about Noah when we first broke up too. 
I was literally thinking like five years from now, we'll find each other again. And <laughs> Gort. <laughs> I am so constipated in my eyes. I can't cry. I have been putting on sad music. I'm trying to trigger it out of me too. because I'm trying to like, okay, if this is what it is, if you haven't grieved enough and that's why you're so upset. It'll randomly hit you. Trust me. That's scary. I don't want to hear that. It is scary, but it'll randomly hit you and it'll feel good once you're done crying for like a few hours. I already did cry when he first left. I know. (laughs) I know, babe. (laughs) You were with him for almost three years. Over three years. And all you suck. Like, I... (laughs) What did the creepies do? (laughs) Not the creepies, but... All the fuck-ass people on fucking Hinge and Bumble and Tinder. You guys suck balls. You guys just aren't my vibe. The time will come for you. You're literally 24, about to be 25, and... (laughs) (laughs) Six months. Keep that over there. The time will come, and someone will randomly come into your life. It always happens at really random times. Didn't Johnny come into your life at a really random time? It wasn't even random. It was my cab light went on, Sex in the City reference. I was ready to have a boyfriend, and he was literally just the first person I I found out about him through a mutual friend, and I DM'd him, and then we started talking. I think I remember that, yeah. So but... it was technically, I guess, sort of random, but it had been about, I want to say, a month of me looking for a boyfriend before I met him and actually started talking to him and wanted to date him. But now my fear is, is that I'm like, what if that was the only person you could have dated that's and now not, he's gone? That's not true. Do you know how many people are in Phoenix and in the country? You need to travel more. Oh, then go get a boyfriend in Florida? Like, what yeah. do you mean? I don't, I don't want anything long distance. You need distance. to go out to LA more. Bitch, you I lived with your boyfriend for three months. When you live with someone for that long, it's, the, it's just such a nice, comfortable feeling that I don't want to be with someone I can't be with a lot. I loved that feeling of getting to spend, like, always seeing him every day. I don't. I hate that. Well, that's because you fought like cats and dogs. I don't. I'm, like, fine with having a boyfriend not seeing them every fucking day. I think that's so annoying. But it wasn't, like, a big deal. It wasn't like, oh, I have to see you. It was just, oh, I I see you, you know. And every time. I like having my own life. Bitch, I did have my own life. I was. Really? Because there was. A really good gap of your relationship where I never saw you. I'm talking the last two and a half years, not the first six months. I'm talking when I got out of rehab and he lived with me, but I was just, I did my own thing. Yeah. There was never a time where I canceled plans with you guys or anything to spend time with him. I, that's why I loved was that I had a complete life outside of him. Yeah. But I could still. It's nice not having a controlling boyfriend. Who, well, like, he, still lets you do your own because he didn't like me. <laughs> that's why he wasn't well, controlling. Well, for me, but. I could be with someone controlling. They just couldn't tell me what to do. And it would just cause problems. <laughs> teenager, rebel without a cause over here in this corner. But, yeah. No one can tell me what to do. <laughs> I don't know. I wish he was controlling. But he didn't. He didn't care. Controlling is so. good in, like, a small dosage. I'm controlling, <laughs> if anything. I like when a man can, like, put me in my place. I do like that. But like about what? Just about me acting up. Oh my God. I'm a bad girl and I'm looking to get spanked. (laughs) You're acting out a kink right now. Like turns me on. I love a good hate fuck. Oh my God. One time, I don't think I ever like said this on the podcast. 
Um, it was actually after Thanksgiving two years ago. I ended up going back to Noah's apartment after I was in downtown Gilbert and we were fighting. I f- don't even remember what we were fighting about, but we were like having sex. And then we both were just like, I fucking hate you while we were having sex. And we were still having sex and we got in a fist fight and he was still fucking me <laughs> while we were punching each other. Okay, that's a crazy one. (laughs) I've not chucked that one off the bucket list. Um, Oof, that's a crazy one right there. I know. Don't sound like you miss it. (laughs) I don't. It's not fun getting punched by a grown man. Like, it's scary. (laughs) But you just said it was during sex. It was. And you're switching up for the cameras because you literally told us you liked that. So shut up. I like it sometimes. She comes on this podcast to just do PR for herself for an hour. And it's so annoying. It's like all your other social media, it's the real Karina. But the second these lights turn on, she's suddenly acting like she's well, had- there's a face to what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, you're one of those <laughs> horny Twitter accounts that's like tweets about sex all day and then she's super shy in real life. No. Except it's only on here. Anytime else, you would just be openly yourself. Yeah, I don't know. That was just one time when we were punching each other, though. Oh, I'm glad. During sex, not like, yeah. Oh, so you only... punched me. Okay. Obviously. He punched me really hard in my head one time. Well, duh. I mean, yeah. yeah. And I've punched him, too. (laughs) For cheating on me, I punched him in his mouth. (laughs) Okay. And he, like, flew back. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. We, what time is it? It's 7.06. We did touch on everything, you know, domestic violence, getting cheated on, and you just saw every, everything that's par for the course with this podcast. Yeah. So My birthday was really fun. Sam couldn't make it, but I did have a lot of fun. I loved my birthday dress, and all my friends showed up besides my immediate friend group that I've been friends with for years. Um, kind of crazy, but... All of my new friends I've made this year all showed up, which was nice. Well, you know, your that friend group is all in AA, so <laughs> I think your birthday is the last place they want to be at. Yeah. Um, no, you were you were dressed like a birthday present, and I know I had a really good birthday weekend. Actually, right? Did you get unwrapped? I did. Okay, how many times? Twice. <laughs> oh, good for you. Yeah, she told me some crazy stories from that weekend. Yeah. What? I don't know. You, I mean, you told me you moved the mattress off your bed frame and put it on the ground just so you could fuck while your whole family was home. And what about it? (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, I still busted a nut, but I didn't score. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways. (laughs) Putting a face to the name, I guess. Here she goes. So you creamed? Yeah. So is that your go-to? I'm a squirter and a creamer. Okay. Yeah. Team both. Hmm. I'm a a shitter. <laughs> and with that being said, I'll be single for another five years. And my name is Murphy. And I'm Karina. And you're watching Anxious. Bye, sweet. Thank you. <laughs>